Welcome, fantasy football peoples, to another episode of the Commission Podcast. I'm your friendly neighborhood commissioner, Tony. And I'm Ricky Dave. All right. You ready to give an actual talk this time? I'm going to try, but, um, yes. <laughs> just, just, yes. Yes, yes, good. I, I, All right. I agree. I believe in you. I do. I agree. I concur. Yeah, dang, that's what I was thinking of. I can't think of anything else. It's okay. I agree. All right. No worries. No worries. All right, so let's go ahead and get into the news. It is officially time for the uh, training camps. Oh. The what? I don't know. What were you going to say? On the notes, Channel 9 (laughs) News. Well, yeah, News at 9. Is that... What it's called? Where you get it? No, I just call it News at 9. I just like calling it News at 9. It's only 8.30. <laughs> news at 8.31. Yeah, well, eight, eight, 8.31. But I like calling News at 9. That's just me. Why? Why not? Well, I don't know. I guess that's all right. I'll allow it. Back to News 9. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. It doesn't... Anyway, news at nine, and at the top of the order, and biggest news I, I guess is uh, Joe Burrow, because it's Joe Burrow. So, uh, yeah, the burster. Uh, he he went down in practice on Thursday, grabbing his calf, and he was carted off the field. And I know uh, after we went over the QB rankings last time, you were probably having him pretty high on your list, mm-hmm. considering the fact that. Um, we are in a Superflex dynasty, and you're going into a Superflex redraft league. But yeah, so so some funny news is that the uh, the Bengals apparently were getting calls for people to send in their calf muscles to help Joe Burrow recover from his calf. Can't send in calf muscles. <laughs> yeah, that's what they said. They were like, please stop calling us to send in your calf mu- muscles. That is not how this works. I feel like I got a he lot. will be fine. <laughs> I got a lot of meat on me. Joe needs it. <laughs> we need to win. So don't worry. Joe Burrow will be fine. I hope so. You don't have Joe Burrow on your dynasty, but not you, yet. Hey, you can try to trade for him, I think. Who has him? Aiden, I believe. He He's also in our division. Oh. Yeah. I thought someone else had him. No, no I, I, I believe it's Aiden. Who's your mom have? Um... Eagle Pat, boy. No, Patrick Mahomes. Dang no, 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 no. Brittany has has Jalen. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I tried getting Jalen early on in the season. And she would not let him go. That's the only thing she's got. No, I'm just kidding. I'm no, no, sure no, she's no, got no. plenty. Oh yeah, she she's she's good. She she got into the playoffs. She got into the second, <laughs> right, yeah, she, she, she got into the second round of playoffs. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, then let's see. We've got Garrett Wilson. Uh, has a low right ankle sprain. Hopefully mild. That Very happened on good. Friday. I'm thinking it's not mild, and I feel for him because I too have a sprained body part. It's the wrist, but really hurts. This is I a can't... family show. Don't talk about that. <laughs> that's, that's not what happened. I heard it from picking up a rug. That's how you heard it. Yeah, man. How did you sprain your your well, wrist? My um, how do I say this? Good-hearted buddy was bought a bunch of rugs that he doesn't need, and he was trying to like hang them to air them out, and it's really freaking heavy. And I was like, I can lift it, and I was like, ah! And it like, I don't know what it did, but it it hurts a lot. And that's just from a rug. Imagine this guy probably had some. Tons of fun fall on him or something. No, that that was that was his ankle though. Tons of fun can still fall on an ankle. Yeah, oh, I guess that's true. It happened to Patrick. But Mahomes. he probably tripped. What he just just fell on his own. Um, uh, I that, that's all I read. I he didn't get says, into much detail. He, he he probably just landed on a wrong. Serious road. detail. But I'd assume it would have been at practice, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. It's it's all in training camp. It's all training camp right now. No um no preseason games yet. Uh, preseason starts Ankles are next week, business. I believe. Don't wear cheap the first game. shoes. Wait. No, no, wait a minute. Uh, I know, I, th- I think it's tomorrow. Well, we're, we're recording on Wednesday. 
uh, August 2nd. So I believe the first preseason is actually tomorrow, the, the Hall of Fame game. Mm-hmm. Very nice. So, so, so we're moving quite. We're moving along pretty fast. We need to move faster. Um, next, we've got Deontay Johnson of Pittsburgh Steelers walked off the field and carted off on Friday. So he was able to get up off his own accord, but they did cart him off. It seems in uh, training camp they bring out the cart for pretty much everything, even if they can move with their own accord. So they just they're like, "Hey, you hurt yourself." Was- Enough for us to just be like, "Yeah, let's get you to the medical and we'll check on you." So it seems like he's going to be fine. Um, but this, they're, they're just gonna go ahead and check on it, make sure he's okay. Is it a mental injury? A mental? Well, yeah, because it doesn't. You didn't physically say what he walked off. He's just like walked off field. Yeah, that that's... was feeling sad. <laughs> he left him for another player. <laughs> that's 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 all I got on that one. There wasn't much, so I, I guess he's fine. I I didn't hear anything right. else about it. Very interesting. Um, but it it's uh, I'm I'm just writing this kind of stuff down whenever it it pops up. Um. Uh, more injuries we got going on. Uh, Cooper Cup, he had a hamstring injury. This was earlier this week. Um, and he's out for multiple weeks. So the hamstrings are... It's like the Achilles heel. No, uh, no. Football injury. <laughs> Not necessarily, because the Achilles heel is the Achilles heel of football injury. <laughs> um, but the... Uh, uh, the hamstring, when it comes to that, is that it can be re-aggravated pretty easily once it happens close to the season. But what they're gonna, what it seems like they're gonna do is they're just gonna kind of keep him out, keep watchful eye on him. He's gonna be out for multiple weeks. That's Cooper Cup, who's top five wide receiver, and uh, but he should be ready for week one, is what they're saying. So it shouldn't affect his week one. That's pretty good. Yeah, uh, but the only, like I said, the only problem with hamstrings is it can be aggravated pretty easily. But when he's in the game, he's top wide receiver. So. He might be pushed down the draft board, pushed down rankings, but not far. He's still a top five wide receiver. Uh, I I haven't adjusted him yet. Right, because so, you have him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I have I have him in my Look dynasty. Stir. I have him in my dynasty league. Uh, as far as my rankings right now, I haven't adjusted him yet, but he's not going to be pushed down very far. He might. My. He might. He might lose a hundred, hundred fifty yards, oh. and that's that's not going to move him too much. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Then other injuries, Tim Patrick on the Broncos, who was their third wide receiver behind Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton could be his wide, the wide receiver too. Uh, he is now out for the seasons so that the second year he has been lost for the entire season. He tore his Achilles. So speaking of the Achilles, he actually had an Achilles injury. Um, so he it was, uh, this typically happens with, with Achilles. It's a non-contact. So he's not even moving. He's not being hit. All of a sudden, it just snaps, and he's out. That is gross. Career is over. Uh, Kenneth Walker strained his groin on Sunday. So, hey, the first groin injury. So that's another one that happens during training camp. That's always fun. Yeah. Uh, And that's it for the injuries that I've got down. Uh, Big thing that's that's going on, contract disputes. We already know running backs are up and down. No other uh, running back has signed any contracts. Uh, Josh Jacobs is still up in the air. Right now, I still have him graded as he's going to be playing all 17 games, but he's still not showing up to practice. Uh, JTT is in contact contract disputes with Jim Ursay, as in nothing's going on. Um, so what's happened is we found out before he sat and talked with Jim Ursay for about an hour that he requested a trade about three days before. Sat and talked with Jim Ursay. After that, Jim Ursay came out and said it's inappropriate for running backs to renegotiate the CBA. That's the collective bargaining agreement. And Taylor's agent, his new agent, who he traded out, um, clapped back on social media saying, uh, well, it. why wouldn't you want to help renegotiate a contract for and the, the collective bargaining agreement for your best player? So, yeah, that's not fun. And then the Colts, as a whole, then put Jonathan Taylor on the NFI list, which is the non-football injury list, saying that he's had lower back problems, and the reason that they would want to do that is so they don't have to pay him. So if he's not injured via football, he they don't have to pay him at all. If he's injured by football, they still have to pay him part of his dues. And then Jonathan Taylor, on social media, then responded saying, I haven't had back problems, I've never reported back problems, where are your sources? So this is kind of scary because if you have Jonathan Taylor on a dynasty league, 
then what are you going to do with him? Bench him. Yeah, he's still a good player. Are you going to try to trade him? I would hold just to see what happens personally. But the further it goes into training camp, it gets scarier and scarier. Hopefully you have a good backup running back that you can use if it does go south and he doesn't play. But history tells us that holding out for running back is not good. Le'Veon Bell held out for the entire year, and then he was ruined. Jonathan Taylor is younger than Le'Veon Bell, so it might not hurt him as much, but you're going to have a year, if that happens, without Jonathan Taylor. So hopefully you have a good running back to use. If you've got the draft capital to use it in Dynasty in your first round, I'd say pick up a running back to help you out. Someone like Jameer Gibbs, if you're high enough up, uh, or Zach Charbonnet. Those would be the good guys in the middle to the late of the first round. Uh, but for now, we'll just keep you informed. It's just a really scary situation. Jonathan Taylor did hurt hurt people last year with his ankle injury, and that's probably another reason why Jim Irsay is just like, hey, screw that. But their um, their head coach, Steichen, doesn't want to lose Jonathan Taylor for sure. That's probably one of the reasons he wanted to come, because he had Jonathan Taylor. But it is what it is, running back market, it is what it is, and Jim Irsay is not the smartest, um, he's not the smartest owner. So, there's the news, and now let's go ahead and get straight into the wide receiver rankings. Oh, yeah. Jim. What was what was yeah, that? Yeah, I was a running back. I thought you were going to say that, but... <laughs> yeah, you forgot it was wide receiver today. It's it's it's. I guess right. that would be like... Right? That would be like their, their move. If this was like running back, um, quarterback would be like... I mean, you, you can, sure. It's, I nailed it. It's okay. I nailed it. People just watch for your faces. Yes. That's I, what they do. I hope so. I mean, if if we had comments, that's what they'd be saying. Yeah, if you're like, I just like, like David's face. I like that guy. <laughs> Not the brightest. <laughs> He's fun Buddy, to watch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> pretty flower. <laughs> He's a pretty flower. He blooms. <laughs> Yay. He just makes my day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, I did say before that we were going to go through more wide receivers, but... Then I'm just like, you know, that's pretty ridiculous. We don't need to go through that because uh, going through 20 quarterbacks was a lot. And we want to be able to go through all of the teams later on before the season starts. So let's just go ahead and go through, like we do with the quarterbacks, the top 20 wide receivers. Got all my rankings here. And we'll go ahead and start with number 20. So number 20 we've got is Jerry Judy from the Denver Broncos. Well, I was talking about him when we went into uh, Russell Wilson in our quarterback rankings because Russell Wilson does have um, the old New Orleans head coach, who I, I keep blanking on his name, Sean Payton. And um, he's got Russell Wilson has Jerry Judy along with Cortland Sutton, who Cortland Sutton, I, I still, especially now with Tim Patrick gone, he is the second fiddle. I don't believe in him too much because everyone kept, we, we, we all kept trying to believe in him in the fantasy community and fantasy football players. And he just didn't prove it. Jerry Judy still is young enough to try to prove it. And I have him graded as such. He's like right on that tier, the low end wide receiver too. And I have him sitting here with... Uh, a 110 targets with a 82 catches and 1,100 yards and 8 touchdowns. So all these guys I have up here, they're, they're all hitting at at least uh, 1,000 yards. Uh, of course, the higher-end guys are going to be hitting on much more than that. They've all got uh, at least eight, at least seven touchdowns. And they're all, in, they're all their wide receiver one, essentially. Uh, Jerry Judy, like I said, he, he's going to be the wide receiver one. There's really no one else that's going to be there. Cortland Sutton, he's... I, I just don't see it. He, he He's not going to really compete for that. Uh, I have Cortland Sutton close to 900 yards, and I think it's all just going to go to Jerry Judy. Um, Jerry Judy is a wide receiver where I've got him at um, uh, 13, 13 yards per reception, so that's that's pretty good. He's, he's around that, um, you know, a catch gets him a first down, which is good, so he's not that possession guy. He has a chance to get those bomb touchdowns. 
you know, 15, 20 yards out, which is good. Um, and the possession guy's probably going to be Cortland Sutton because he's just kind of winding down pretty early in his career, but he's just not showing it. So I see Jerry Judy just being that guy that's going to show out and a solid, a solid guy to get probably in around the eighth round. Uh, next guy up I see is Brandon Ayuk. I'm actually kind of surprised I have him down this low. Not that that's too bad. I pictured him around 15. Uh, 19 is not too bad. Probably just because I have him with um, Brock Purdy. And Brock Purdy is just a bit iffy. I know I had Brock Purdy uh, right around quarterback 20. This is uh, San Francisco. Um, so what, what I did when I was trying to gauge this out with Brock Purdy is trying to see how did everybody perform with Brock Purdy in those last nine games or so. So that was checking out Chris McCaffrey, checking out Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, um, George Kittle. Now, George, George Kittle was actually really hard to gauge because George Kittle just balled out with Brock Purdy. But I was like, he can't continue to do that because what he was the past two years was not that. George Kittle is a very good football player, meaning he's not just a receiver. He loves to block, he loves to hit, he loves to get hit, meaning he does like to get hurt. Doesn't like to, he just happens to right. get hurt. Um, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he balled out. So I predict him to do better than he has done in years past, but, and granted, we're, we're not supposed to be talking about tight ends right now because we're on the wide receivers, but j- just saying that I, I was looking at, at what everybody did and just tried to temper my expectations but ga- try to gauge it fairly with what I saw Brock Purdy do. Knowing that Kyle Shanahan can see the potential in everybody and be able to work toward and get the best out of everybody. So, so that, that, that's what I was trying to get. I, I just expected Brandon to, to go up a bit higher. Now Debo's there, and I think maybe my bias did, did go in there a little bit. Um, and it also seemed that that Brock Purdy liked Brandon Ayuk just a bit more. Because in previous years, Debo Samuel, well, the previous year when Debo Samuel was the wide receiver too, he he was really high up there. He was fantastic because he was a wide receiver slash running back. He was everything for that team. But now they also have Christian McCaffrey, so he doesn't need to do that. Christian McCaffrey is the actual running back who is a wide receiver. And Debo Samuel was the other way around. He was a wide receiver who was actually who played a running back. He was the, the opposite for them. Um, but when Chris McCaffrey came in, Debo Samuel didn't have to play that part, and Debo Samuel was a bit hurt last year, if I remember correctly. And he just didn't ball out quite as well. Debo Samuel, uh, Brock Purdy, just seemed to favor Ayuk a bit more, spread the ball around a bit more, and Debo Samuel wasn't everything like he was a couple years ago. But Brandon Ayuk is, is still solid. Um, I've been talking about him, and I didn't give what, what stats I have him out with. I've got him with um, 120 targets, 85 receptions, and 1,100 yards. So he's right around what I have Jerry Judy with. He's just uh, slightly less on uh, catches, uh, yards per catch. He I still have him with eight touchdowns, but just under uh, 13 yards per catch. So still that same. He can have that, that big yard... Um, those big yard yards catches so he can get the 15 20 big bomb catches and he's not quite the possession guy uh debo debo's that that bigger stockier guy that's shorter bigger guy stocky that can catch in the middle of the field but can still get those big bomb catches every once in a while but he plays more in the middle of the field also along with cooper cup cooper cups like that too uh then we have Devonte smith uh who is actually second fiddle in philly but he's such a great second fiddle with A.J. Brown there that he's also in this top 20. So he is our number 18, uh, and I have him with 130 targets with 90 receptions. So he's also in the same range of just under 13 yards per reception and 1,150 yards. So he's he's playing off of the ability of having such a big guy that demands so much attention um, that he's able to get all all of this all of this yardage, all these targets, all these receptions. 
Now, because of that, they're all paying attention to A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown's going to get those long bomb touchdowns. Being right around this 12-13 range, he can, he can, he's not really the possession guy, but he can be. So he can play right around the middle of the field, but he also plays good in that 15 to 20 yard range. Kind of getting that? I need your input, man. You're just sitting there shaking your head. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot of numbers. Yeah. It's a lot. And then it's like, oh my gosh. What? (laughs) Like, I wish we had a, well, the green screen wouldn't help, but like an actual video of like what you're saying. (laughs) Be like, see, like this is him last year. And you can see from his stats and, he did poorly and how he does this. Well, as you can see, like I've got how it is, how they were last year. So if we look at Devontae Smith, uh, he was projection, raw projections from last year, 136. If we flesh out for the full year, if you played the full year, projection 136 targets, 95 catches, 1196 yards at 12.58 yards per reception. So staying on that um, on that same type of projection, that's what I stuck with, and it makes sense that he'd be right around there. Now he did lose Steichen to the Colts, which was his offensive coordinator, who is now the head coach of the Colts. But they shouldn't be changing up the offense that much. They should stick with basically what they were, a big play offense when they can be, First half, get that lead, and then run the ball. So, which and what happens with wide receivers is that, yeah, they'll have those big games, but sometimes they'll have those down games because wide receivers are kind of up and down. Wide receivers are a little bit inconsistent. Not like running backs. Running backs, you'll, you'll, you know that they have that floor that they usually won't go below, but wide receivers can kind of just disappear where they'll have – those 20, 25, 30 point games, and then some games they'll just be like five points, and you'll be like, ah, yeah. crap. <laughs> okay. Um, but like like I was saying with, with Devontae Smith, because he's got AJ Brown there, he might have those five, 10 point games. But then it, when AJ Brown is having that down game when he's got that high end defender on him, it can be a Devontae Smith game. Mm. So, like I said, since not much is changing in Philly, I was following pretty closely to what they had, uh, what the projections were saying from his previous year should be this year. So I stayed close to that, along with um, a lot of their receivers still the same. They didn't bring in a new guy. They didn't get rid of much. So just stuck with what they had. The only thing that really changed was the running back room. Uh, the running back room, they got rid of Miles Sanders, and but they brought in DeAndre Swift and Rashad Penny. And both of those guys aren't big on taking receptions. So they're not big receiving backs. They they do a little bit, 30 to 40 receptions, receptions slash targets, but they're not going to take so much that it's really going to affect the receivers. So it didn't make sense to go too far off what the projections were going to say. So next up, we actually have back-to-back. I've got Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, who are both on the same team. So, yeah, this this actually came out to be a little bit strange just because they're on the same team. And his picture. Hmm? And his picture. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, a uh, funny thing, while, while I was uh, finishing up the, the rankings today, I was down I was down to Seattle, and uh, Tyler Lockett is actually photobombing DK Metcalf <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, in their picture on the roster on the website. So, you can actually see... Tyler Lockett, and because their picture right next to each other, so it's Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, and then Tyler Lockett is actually photobombing r- <laughs> DK Metcalf right behind his picture. So I guess I should just go ahead and use that for the, for, <laughs> yeah, for the thumbnail. thumbnail. Just be like, what are they talking about? Like, <laughs> in case they take it down, and and and, and, it, and it's funny because like, it, did that because it's actually tilted to the side too, like they did. Yeah, like, right. Did like on, purpose. It's on purpose. It's like that wasn't an accident. They're real good friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they're they're back to back because they're they're really close. Um, Tyler Lockett's the big play guy, DK Metcalf, because so uh, unlike um, Debo Samuel, who's the short, stocky guy, DK Metcalf is just the 
big, stocky guy. Like, he's gigantic. Um, so he can play the middle of the field. So when it comes to um, his yards per reception, it's actually lower than Tyler Lockett. So Tyler Lockett can, does get the, the big plays, so that 15-20 big bomb. But DK Metcalf can also do that. Uh, but typically he'll get the short pass and then run for uh, a long run for the the long play, get the touchdown. Tyler Lockett will get the long reception and then catch it fifty yards down. Um, so that that's why even though uh, DK Metcalf has eleven yards per reception, uh, Tyler Lockett has just over twelve. They have pretty close to the same yards. I actually have um, I have Tyler Lockett at 1,100. Okay, yeah, I actually have them both at 1,100. That's just how it ended up working out because I've got DK Metcalf at 140 targets with a 100 receptions, and then I've got Tyler Lockett at 120 targets with 90 receptions. Yeah, so they're they're, they're neck and neck, mainly because, um, uh, like I said, uh, DK Metcalf will catch it short, run it long. Tyler Lockett will catch it long to get the, the long reception, uh, to get the long yards. But then they really don't have catchers. Uh, sorry, they really don't have receivers anywhere else to get any more reception. So it's pretty much all them. And then uh, they have Kenneth Walker, who's hurt right now, but I haven't, I haven't changed my rankings as far as where that's going to go, because hopefully he should come back. They haven't said he's going to miss week one or any other weeks. Then uh, Zach Charbonnet, who's good, but he's not much of a receiving back, so that's not really going to affect the receptions getting dealt anywhere else either. So it's pretty much all them. So they're back-to-back. I've got them with the exact same amount of yards. Of course, that I doubt that's actually going to happen, but they should be pretty close. They should be both 1,000-yard receivers. Uh, after DK Metcalf, uh, is DJ Moore. Now, DJ Moore just got traded to Chicago from Carolina, and that means that Justin Fields now has a number one wide receiver. So the reason that DJ Moore is now up here is because he is the only viable receiver that they have. So he's going to get everything. This is also Justin Fields banking on actually picking up where he left off, where his accuracy is starting to get better, and his running kind of offsets people being in his way when he throws. So, DJ Moore is a good receiver. He's not a great receiver. We know that he's athletic. He can get things done. He just didn't have a quarterback in Carolina. Yeah. Uh, so, DJ Moore, I have him uh, just in between DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett at 130 in targets. 95 receptions, so not quite at 100. He could... But it's Justin Fields. Honestly, 95 can be a bit high. Um, But I I felt it kind of worked out just based on where I see his yards per reception, which is uh, 11.5. So that matches on on his his average where he should be with eight touchdowns. So all these guys right around here are seven, eight touchdowns. So this keeps them in in all the same range here. Um, Going back up... We've got Amon Ross St. Brown from Detroit, which this is about where I expect him to be. Not a wide receiver one, but a solid wide receiver two. Now, if they go off of what they how they were doing last year, and especially because they don't have Jameson Williams, I can see him getting into that wide, wide receiver one range. He is not a big play receiver. He's not a Tyler Lockett that's going to catch a bomb down the field. He's not a DK Metcalf is going to catch that short pass and always run an extra 30, 40 yards. He is a possession guy, a PPR machine, so he's very good to have in the kind of uh, leagues that we have where it's one point per reception. Very good to have. Because I've got him with 150 targets, which is huge. I've got DK Metcalf at uh, 140. I've got Ty Lockett at 120. He is at 150. Uh, so I, and and I've got DK Metcalf at 140, Ty Lockett at 120, so he's at 150, so he's also at over 110 receptions, but he's only at 10.9 yards per reception, which means he is a possession receiver. He catches it short, catches a lot of passes. He's like the old Michael Thomas. Hmm. Yes, Michael Thomas is still available. But the Eh. prime Michael Thomas. Yeah, he's not, yeah, prime Michael Thomas. Um, I've got him with 1,200 yards, and honestly, if if they play like they did last year, 
he could get a little bit more. I don't see him getting too much more. I think 1,200 is is solid. Over 1,000 for sure. 1,200 is is solid. And I've got him with eight touchdowns. Um, Definitely a good guy to have later in your drafts. All these guys are good good players to get. Definitely if you can get them in like round seven, round eight, that's real late. If you can pick them up round four, five, I think that that's perfect. Next is Garrett Wilson of the Jets. So Garrett Wilson is hurt right now. I haven't adjusted this yet. He is hurt right now. I haven't adjusted the rankings. He should be back by week one. It seems like they're just being cautious with him. Garrett Wilson, he was great last year, and he's now got Aaron Rodgers. He has a competent quarterback, so this is why he's been pushed up. Uh, I have him set with 150 targets also. It feels a bit rich, but the Jets just lost... uh, Who was it went to the Browns? Elijah Moore. Right. Um, So they they just lost Elijah Moore, so now, now it's Garrett Wilson's show. And they got Aaron Rodgers... So I believe that Aaron Rodgers is going to pick his favorite guy just like he had Devontae Adams, and he's going to feed him the ball. He also, it, he's got Brees Hall. Brees Hall is a great running back, but we, we're not quite sure when Brees Hall, Brees Hall is going to come back. So I think he's going to force feed him the ball, so 150 targets seems on point. It could be more if he trusts him enough. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has to trust his guy a lot. And I think... Uh, in training camp, I think he's going to build that trust. He's hurt right now, but I think he's already started to build it. That's just how I feel, and it makes sense with what he did last year. So I've got him 150 with 100 receptions and 1,300 yards with eight touchdowns, and that's 13 yards per reception. Makes sense. That means he's going to be able to get those big plays, and whether that's um, short catches, running it down, or the long balls, he can do both. He's going to be perfectly fine. He was a first-round pick for a reason. Now, next up, we got C.D. Lamb. So, uh, these guys here, Garrett Wilson, C.D. Lamb, uh, this is 12 and 11, respectively. These guys means that they are wide receiver ones, so they can easily move up into these next set of tiers. Um, so, C.D. Lamb from Dallas. Uh, I've got also set with 150 receptions and uh, sorry, 150 targets with 100 receptions, uh, and set with uh, 1,300 yards and nine touchdowns. So I believe he can get a bit more. Now the only thing with Dallas is again with McCarthy wanting to run the ball more, he has to get his head out of his butt. He's got C.D. Lamb, he's got Dak, he knows that Dak can throw the ball. He's got wide receivers. He's got a uh, pass catching back. Once he realizes, hopefully within a few games, that just running the ball isn't going to work, he should be able to pass. So as long as that happens quickly early in the season, CeeDee Lamb is going to be perfectly fine. CeeDee Lamb is a number one wide receiver. He's a top-end wide receiver. Just give him the damn ball. That's it. And Garrett Wilson, CeeDee Lamb, both these guys can easily start moving up. Maybe not in the top five. Just yet, CeeDee Lamb, eh. I I think he can get there, but the top five guys are pretty dang good. Next up is Jalen Waddle. (laughs) Uh, Jalen Waddle, who I got from you. I don't know why you're you're cheering about that, because I got him from you. You're not going to be able to get him back. I gave you power. Well, uh, no. Also, I don't think you realize how good he well, was going to be. I knew, I knew, like uh, when we traded uh, Articuno for Executor. I knew that was a good trade. <laughs> I mean, I've, I, I, I feel bad now, like what I did <laughs> at at the time. It was like. Because of he, you, he, I he, didn't he, win. He should be good. <laughs> oh, the, the, the person I got? No, no, at, no. At at the time with Jalen Waddle, I was like, yeah, he, he, he should pick it up. And then he just kind of like exploded. Right. No, it was weird. It was like, ah, oh, man. But it's no biggie. That's what, that's what makes it fun. It's like, oh, no, dude, he's really good. You should totally win. Yeah. And then you don't win. And you're like, what the crap? This guy sucks. <laughs> you know, it just happens, you know. 
Well, and they're now, only human. Now, yeah. now, actually, like digging into rankings and stuff, it just it, and and stats, it's just like, oh yeah, there was there was no way you should have traded that guy to yeah, me. Yeah, I was like, what are you even doing, dude? Like, I thought you said that was your cousin. um okay so jalen waddle we've got at at number 10 uh i've got 117 targets uh which i I know is is a bit of an odd number because i've been going with like saw that like 10 but um it's just it's just how how i was trying to split with everybody because there there were there were a lot of mouths to feed surprisingly in miami so I was just like, I need to split these to make this all kind of work out. Uh, so I have 117 with 80 receptions and still 1,400 yards because his yards per reception, I have at 17 and a half. And it's just like, it's all big plays. It's all, toss it down the field, he's going to catch it. Toss it down the field, he's going to catch it. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and that's just because he comes from not not Jalen, but like Samoans. Uh, <laughs> Mike McDaniel, the coach, is no. not Samoan. Mike McDaniel, the coach, comes from the Kyle Shanahan tree, who knows how to like get players open, uh, manufacture big plays, all of that stuff. So Jalen Waddle is going to eat, and like I, like I was saying uh, with Tua Tagovailoa, who's the quarterback, is he's got two guys that are going to take. 3,000 yards, and that's Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. So take Jalen Waddle as your wide receiver one, and he's number 10, and don't worry about it. If you don't get the top eight guys, you get Jalen Waddle, sure, you're good. Don't worry about it. You're fine. Be happy. Because I've got him with 10 touchdowns at 17 yards per reception and 1,400 yards. It's don't Don't worry about it. You're good. Now... Next up at nine is DeAndre Hopkins. So we were talking about him last time that he got with Tennessee. And because he got with Tennessee, he's still DeAndre Hopkins because even with his stats projected from last year, how he was going to do if he played a full 17 while he was in Arizona, he was still going to have a projected 180 targets. Yeah. So if he played the full season... He was going to have nearly 200 targets. That's crazy. Yeah. Like a machine. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't happen often. It, it's it's ridiculous. I I couldn't put him up there because it didn't make any freaking sense. <laughs> um, it's possible, but I, 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 I just couldn't do it. I had to bring him down. Uh, so I brought him down to 160 with 110. So I still see him as being able to do it. His body is older and slower, but he still can do those contested catches. He's always been a contested catch kind of guy. He's never been the fastest guy. He's always been the throw the ball up. If there's a defender in my way, I'm going to get the ball. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So I've got him at, like I said, 160 with 110 receptions and 1,300 yards, putting him at... um. 11, just under 12 uh, yards per reception with eight touchdowns. So the projection uh, was actually just under six touchdowns from last year, but really the only competition for him receiver-wise is Traylon Burks, who didn't look very good last year. They also have Chigakonkwo as a tight end in Tennessee who looked very good, and he... I was probably going to give him a lot more love as far as uh, receiver, getting yards, getting touchdowns, but with DeAndre Hopkins there, then that is going to really kick into him. So I gave DeAndre Hopkins pretty much everything. But that also helps Traylon Burks. If DeAndre Hopkins wasn't there, Traylon Burks was going to... He wasn't going to do much. But because DeAndre Hopkins was there, that kicked up Traylon Burks because he's got a veteran wide receiver there. And that's going to take attention away from him. So he's now the wide receiver two instead of the wide receiver one. Plus, he's got a guy that can help him work on his hands, work on his footwork, work on his routes, all that stuff. So that works on multiple levels to bring his game up. It And DeAndre Hopkins is just going to eat and teach at the same time. Hmm. 
So that helps out. Um, and as you can see, compared to Jalen Waddle at 17.5 yards per catch, yards per reception, um, the just under 12 for DeAndre Hopkins means that he is that possession guy. He's going to catch a lot of balls. They're not going to be long balls. He can do it, but it's going to be short yardage catches and then run. Uh, and then every once in a while, he's going to get that long ball, but it's it's less often. It's that it's that every once in a while, get that 15, 20-yard catch for the touchdown, 15, 20-yard catch, first down. But usually that 5 to 10, get the first down. Mm-hmm. Next up, we got Chris Olave. So, mm-hmm. So Garrett Wilson, and if you go, if you guys don't know this, I know you don't know this. Uh-uh. Um, Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, they were both drafted first round last year, both from um, Ohio State. Who their quarterback was C.J. Stroud. Their running mate was Jackson Smith Ojibwa, who was now drafted this year to the Seahawks. So that's also another reason that uh, these two guys, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf are pretty even because Jackson Smith Jigba is going to take some of that work away from them as well. Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave are actually really even as far as how well they play. I could see them being pretty dead even at the end of the year. I could even see Garrett Wilson getting above Chris Olave because he's got the better quarterback, but it's an old Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr around my age. So we, we we can see Chris Olave is let's see. So I've got Garrett Wilson at 13. Yeah, so they're pretty dead even. So it's 13 yards per catch and 14 yards per catch for Chris Olave. So I've got Chris Olave at 140 targets with 100 receptions and then 1,400 yards with 10 touchdowns. So Chris Olave had crap quarterback play last year. Now he's got Derek Carr. Derek Carr is a step above what they had. The only problem with Derek Carr, having watched him in person, is that sometimes he doesn't see the whole field. That can happen with any quarterback. They've got the hot read. They've got eyes for only one receiver. They want to make that play when they've still got time. One play in particular... um, Derek Carr had 40 seconds left on the clock. He wanted to make the touchdown. He could have just gone for the first down and still had another four four or five yards to play with. He tried to throw to Devontae Adams, and I think he got picked off. And he had the tight end, who I believe was Foster Moreau, wide open. Could have, And that would have been the first down. He would have had another four yards to play with. He still had another 30 seconds. Yeah, it so it it happens. Derek Carr just doesn't always see the whole field. That's that's the only thing. But he's a step up, definitely, from what what Chris Olave had last year. Because Chris Olave would get the long balls downfield, and they would miss. So Chris Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson both can easily step up and in, into the top, stay in the top ten. Chris Olave already have in the top ten. So Chris Olave, getting him in the third round. Fine. Garrett Wilson, third round, fine. I don't see a problem with doing it. DeAndre Hopkins, whenever we were drafting, it was a worry because he didn't have a team. Now DeAndre Hopkins, ADP, I haven't done a mock draft since we did ours. Might not have him up there in the fourth round, but perfectly fine doing that. Not a problem. Definitely do it with Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, C.D. Lamb, third, fourth round, not a problem. Because by that point, this should be your second Maybe your third receiver, depending on how you're drafting. Uh, next up, we've got A.J. Brown, who, like I said, is also with Philly, along with Devontae Smith. He's the guy that's pulling away um, all the attention from Devontae Smith that allows Devontae Smith to eat. But A.J. Brown's such a big guy, he's also going to be able to just get that ball. But he's fast enough, unlike DeAndre Hopkins, to break away. He's also younger than DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is 31, and A.J. Brown is 26. So he, he's got that speed. DeAndre Hopkins never really had that speed. He could break away a bit when he was younger, but not nearly as much as, as A.J. Brown can now. So uh, A.J. Brown I've got with 150 targets, 
90 receptions, and and see he's got 16.6 yards per reception. 17. Yeah. So he's he's definitely that breakaway guy. He's that big play guy. He's he's going to catch those long balls every once in a while. Of course, he's going to get that short pass, run it long. He's just going to push guys out of the way. He's a gigantic person. <laughs> nice. Um. Uh, Stephon Diggs is also kind of in that tier. He's a, he's a big guy, not like AJ Brown big, but he's a big guy as well. He's the next guy up the list in Buffalo. He's he's not like the alpha only guy to catch the ball. They do have some other guys that can. They got Dalton Kincaid, who's another tight end. They have Dawson Knox, tight end. Um, but Stephon Diggs, he's going to get his from Josh Allen, and I have him with 160 targets. 114 receptions, and he's he's just not that long ball guy like A.J. Brown is. I have him at just under 13, so 12.7 yards per reception with 12 touchdowns. Both these guys have uh, 12 touchdowns. I've got A.J. Brown with 1,500 yards and Stephon Diggs with 1,450, so they're right, right around the same. But as you can see, it just took many more receptions for Stephon Diggs to get there, 114 versus 40, uh, sorry, versus 90 for A.J. Brown. They're just both big guys. Stefan Diggs is able just to get that that breakaway when he needs to. He can get that uh, that 50-50 ball when he needs to. If you remember the Minneapolis Miracle that helped the um, the Vikings get from the the divisional round of the playoffs into the NFC Championship game, that was Stefan Diggs. That's probably what helped him get the job in, in Buffalo, and now he's just been a star ever since. And now we get into the top five. five. Best of the best. Oh, yeah. The guys you really want, the guys you're probably going to have to spend a pretty penny for in that uh, first round if you're doing a single quarterback, non-super flex league, or your first two rounds if you're doing super flex. First up is Devontae Adams. Of course, he's got Jimmy Garoppolo because Derek Carr went with Chris Olave in New Orleans. So this is Jimmy Garoppolo, Las Vegas with Devontae Adams. He is getting older. He is 31, so he's reaching that um, DeAndre Hopkins, that Larry Fitzgerald age. But he's still elite, just like DeAndre Hopkins is still elite. They're going to get theirs, no matter what. I have him up there with 170 targets because it's Devontae Adams. Where's Jimmy going to throw? to Devontae Adams. They already lost Darren Waller, who was getting hurt anyway. If he stays healthy, I trust Darren Waller in New York with the Giants. That's fine. But Devontae Adams is going to get his, just like DeAndre Hopkins is going to get his. Uh, I've got the 170 targets with 110 receptions and 1,500 yards, 13 touchdowns. So he's going to get his. You didn't trust him with Derek Carr. You failed. You didn't trust that he wasn't going to get anything when he left Aaron Rodgers. He wanted to prove everyone wrong, and he did. Just like any wide receiver, he had bad games. It's going to happen. But when he has his good games, he's going to win you those weeks. Don't worry. Now, next up is Tyreek Hill. Now, Jalen Waddle was up here at 10. That means that you have two top 10 wide receivers with Tua Tungvaluwa. That's the only scary part. The only scary part about these guys. Jalen Waddle, you may want to worry. Maybe with Tua Tungvaluwa if he gets hurt. Tyreek Hill, do not worry because it's Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, even if Tua messes up a throw, even if, who's there, Mike White, I think, messes up a throw, Tyreek Hill is going to get that ball. Jalen Waddle might miss the ball. Tyreek Hill is not. Tyreek Hill, I have at 170 targets, 119 receptions, 1,700 yards, because even last year's projection with what he was doing is at 1,700 yards. That's 14 yards per reception and nine touchdowns. He could get more touchdowns. It's Mike McDaniel. It's Tyreek Hill. He could be possibly the number one wide receiver. Now, I think the only way that that would happen is if Jalen Waller went down. He could get 2,000 yards. He could. 
even with Jalen Waddle. But the only way he'd get to number one is if Jalen Waddle was gone and he got all the touchdowns. That's it. Otherwise, Tyreek Hill, if you want to take him at number one, no one would blame you. Any one of these guys, any one of these next guys at number one, no one would blame you. Now, next up is Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is Jamar Chase. He stormed onto the onto the scene two years ago, and everyone was worried because he couldn't catch balls because he was so used to the white stripes of college footballs and was like, I don't know how to catch this thing. It doesn't have the white stripes on it like college does. And then he starts playing in NFL football week one, week two, week three, and just blows everybody out of the water. So I've got him at 180 targets with 125 receptions, 1,500 yards at 12 yards per reception. Now, that seems low, but that was his projection last year. You you expect him to be a long ball guy, which he can be, and it's about it's about 50-50, where he's a long ball guy and he can he'll, he'll still play that mid-range. So, he'll get those long balls and they'll play the mid-range a bit, they'll use Joe Mixon a bit, and then once that long ball's open, Jamar Chase is gone. So he's not that one-trick pony, which you you think he would be with it being Jamar Chase. But based on his yards per reception, he's not. So I, I thought that was really interesting going into uh, how these rankings and what the projections from last year came out to be and how to project him out this year. Now, Cooper Cup, he is the possession receiver. That's exactly what he is. He's a slot guy, and he's amazing. Yes, of course, every once in a while he'll get those long balls, but he is a possession receiver by trade. So I've got him at 185 receptions, uh, per, uh, sorry, 185 targets with 141 receptions. If he had 185 receptions, that'd be ridiculous. But granted, he is also hurt with a hamstring. So I said I haven't adjusted based on his injury because they haven't said he's going to be missing any time. If he does miss time, my hope is that he would only miss a, 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 about 100 yards, maybe 200, and a game or two. That's the hope, and he he's not going to get out of the top five. At worst, he'll get to like the bottom of the top 10. Ooh, at, at, at worst. That's my guess. Uh, and that's that's if he if he misses some time. Last year he did get hurt. He had a high ankle sprain, which is which is really bad, only because it takes so long to heal. Not that it's like a, a terrible injury that's so hard to get back from. It just takes a really long time yeah. to heal. And he could have come back last year, but their season was just moot. They're just like, ah, what we're not we're we're not going to try to yeah, bring him back bad. and and risk him hurting something even worse. Yeah. So they ju- they just locked him up and said, nah, don't worry about me. <laughs> well, we're going to bring in Baker Mayfield and see what happens. And yeah, <laughs> so uh, I have him just being Cooper Cup. And the thing to remember with Cooper Cup, because for me, I I thought about trading Cooper Cup in Dynasty because I was like, I know that I can get a haul for Cooper Cup. I know that I can trade him now and get like three good players and a draft pick or two and get and just be like, yeah, I'm going to stock myself up for the next four years for one player. I know I can do that. But if you look at what he did before he got hurt, he, he was something along the lines of 50 points ahead from the next player. I think any player in fantasy football. He was scoring 20-plus points a game, period. That's nice. And nobody else was doing that. And then uh, I'll, I'll have to go back and, and look at that. If, if it's not from any player, it's at least the wide receivers. Like, he was that 
far and away ahead of every other wide receiver at the very least, if not every other player. Yeah, it was ridiculous. That's- like I, I, I remember, I remember Brittany, who had just started playing, and I was playing her that week, and she was like, "Who's this?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, that's Cooper Cup. He scores about twenty five points a game. <laughs> He's the like just the Terminator, just a freaking wrecking ball." No, and and uh, surprisingly. I believe uh, when we did our startup draft, I got him in the second round right after Aiden, and Aiden took uh, Christian McCaffrey, and I and I was just like, I can't take Christian McCaffrey because he, he had burned me when I in our redraft league, mm-hmm. so for like three years straight, and I was like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I shit <laughs> like no, I, yeah, no but I then can't. then he started doing better, right? Yeah, yeah. Th- then he did. And it's then like, you got him. Oh yeah, not working for Tony. That guy stinks. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I felt like. <laughs> it's like, all right, let's do your best. You know, Christian, go out there. Just remember, have fun. Shut up. You're not my dad. Just I don't want to play it. for yeah, Tony. Just, yeah, just doing bad for you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's like that, right? Yeah, fantasy football. It's yeah. fun. It 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 is what it is. Gambling. Uh, <laughs> all right, and then. You're probably wondering why you haven't heard his name. MVP. It's, it's Justin Jefferson. JJ Top. What? No. JJ Top. Yeah. It's no, it's, it's Top Dog. JJ. It Justin was, Jefferson. Oh, yeah, I guess we can go with that. JJ but Jay Jettas. That's what he goes by. Oh, Jay Jettas? Jay Jettas. Like, where'd Jettas come from? Jay Jettas. Like Jets. Pew. Jets. <laughs> I don't like it. It's, it's what he goes by. It's JJ it. Top. <laughs> fine fine jj top J, jj top dog yeah yeah of, of minnesota he's up here with 190 targets because that's where it's gonna go now yes that sounds like a lot but it's justin jefferson and he just gets force fed the ball because that's just what Kirk cousins wants to do and that's what i saw because even last year the projection was 184 targets. So I was like, it, it, that's what the projection said was going to happen last year. Why not say it's 190 now? So uh, 190 targets, 130 receptions, and 1,800 yards. Yes, it sounds like a lot, but that's basically what he did last year. So I said, yeah, I can see him doing it again. There's really no other... Th- th- there's, there's, there's no one else going against him. There's, yeah. a- there's Addison coming in. Which I I can see, I can see Addison, I can see Addison helping kind of, but it's not going to bring his numbers down. I, I just don't see it. The fact that that Justin Jefferson is there is only going to help Addison. It's not going to bring Justin Jefferson's numbers down. It's only going to help Addison get numbers. I normally you would think that it's going to pull numbers down from somebody else. It's only going to give Addison numbers when. He starts getting used to the speed of an, an NFL game, and it's going to boost Kirk Cousins' numbers. That's it. Uh, otherwise, Justin Jefferson has a potential of getting 2,000 yards. That's awesome. So I have him at 1,800 yards at 13, uh, just under 14 yards per, per reception and 12 TDs. It's It's ridiculous. He has potential to get 2,000 yards. Kirk Cousins force-feeds him the ball all the time. If you watched the quarterback show on Netflix, he force-fed him the ball when he didn't need to force-feed him the ball. <laughs> and most of the time, it worked. Nice. Like, uh, the game against the Bills, there was a catch that Justin Jefferson had no right to catch. <laughs> he pulled it out of the defender's two hands. With one hand, it's the ball was here. The defender had it here. And if you can't see this on a podcast, I'm cupping my hands around the microphone. And Justin Jefferson just used one hand to rip it in his soul out of it, out of from between his hands. It was ridiculous. That's awesome. If if you haven't seen this catch, it's it's it was ridiculous. It was a ridiculous catch. He had like Justin Jefferson had no right to get that ball, and he got that ball. <laughs> it was nuts, um, and I totally forgot about it until I watched the quarterback. So, yeah, dang. it was a ridiculous catch. But yes, Justin Jefferson 
is definitely worth. Uh, right now, his ADP is the number one pick in redraft, yeah. uh, non superflex. Note to self, get Justin <laughs> JJ. And Ow. I, Ow. I, I had him last Ow. year. Uh, like, like I said, he he did burn me in the playoffs, but that that is the potential of any wide receiver. They have up and down games, and you just have to kind of ride with it because they 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 fluctuate. And these top receivers can win you weeks. You just have to be able. You have to be willing to handle when they don't. Take that bad, yeah, yeah. When they have that that game where they kind of disappear, and it it's a potential. You, you just have to have that cushion with other players around. Um, that that running back that has solid weeks that has a a, a solid floor. So um, going down from first to twentieth, we've got Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, Tyreek Hill, Devonte Adams, Stephon Diggs, AJ Brown, Chris Olave, DeAndre DeAndre Hopkins, Jalen Waddle, C.D. Lamb, Garrett Wilson, Amon Ross, St. Brown, D.J. Moore. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Devontae Smith, Brandon Ayuk, and Jerry Judy. So, are you finding it easier to start getting the names, getting the players, and and their teams, and all that stuff? I know, it's, I know, it's a lot. Of, no, no. I like to think so, and then I'll see something, and I'm like, oh. I I know it's Honestly, a lot of numbers. You know, someone else. What's No stand for? New Orleans. Dang it, that's okay. Yeah. Going in my mind, like, and oh, and oh. I wonder if there's like a team that maybe just isn't found. I don't know. I didn't know what NO stood for. I was going crazy. I need to look at a map. I need to know my geography better. It's all right. It's tough. You got this. It's really tough. I have to look at this all the time. Yeah. And yeah, that that's. Also, uh, not necessarily intimidating, but just like man, just well, it's it's bums it, me out. It's like, oh wow, I feel like I should know these. You just saying them like they're easy peasy, like you know, and put anybody's name here. He's on that team, and his best friend is this guy. <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know, you just know. You're like, oh yeah. I I just I just hear them so much. Yeah, no, because you, you do. Yeah, you you be doing hella research, and that is good. And that's what the people want because they just be wasting their time. <laughs> They're just wasting their time. Yeah, Listen to those fools. Like, yeah, I like hearing this guy. He talks about stuff, but he's not really right. But I don't care. Well, like you're you're, you're 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 the color commentator. That's what yeah. you are. <laughs> Right, 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 right. Everyone needs a color commentator. Yeah, that, no, that's what I was telling my buddy. I'm like uh, the big funny guy on the talk show, Conan, and uh, I'm Andy Richter. <laughs> I just like say my little two cents every now and then and be like, yeah, football is fun, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, rookie. Yeah. I'm here for you. Yeah. That's why I'm your commissioner. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's good though, cause yeah, it's okay. It's fun. We we we've got all those those fancy little tidbits. Yeah, and it and it does help. I think more than I I I know, cause it's like, what? But like just from hearing yeah. it just being said. I'm like, oh, I have some weird feeling that I should pick this guy. I forgot why. I can't think of it, but I'm pretty sure this guy is a bit more better than that. Well, guy. it 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 helps. It helps with the the gut feelings. Yeah, you listen to stuff more. Yeah, you're like, ah, oh, waddle, waddle. That sounds familiar. I think I'm I'm gonna get that. <laughs> I like one waddle, please. <laughs> when you're in, when you're in the moment, yeah, and you're trying to order from the menu, <laughs> you're like, you're oh like, my gosh, ten dude, seconds on the clock. Do I want a waddle or a fry? Right, a waddle or a brown? 
Well, that's that's good, and that's yeah. that's why we do this. So why we do this for you guys is is just so that you you get you get all the info because there there's a lot of stuff you can read. There's a lot of stuff you can listen to. You can listen to me, and I, I'm I'm eventually gonna have all these rankings up so that y'all can read it. Um, you can follow me at uh, Friendly Commish on Twitter, X, weird stuff. Um, you can uh, you can help support us on. Uh, patreon.com become a patron uh, become a patron uh, at patreon.com slash the commish podcast and um, you can also just follow me uh, follow the show at the commish podcast on x twitter <laughs> this weird thing yeah. friggin I don't know it. yeah it's and on apple elon yeah <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Twitter is now well, X because of Elon. That's funny. Like, yeah, wait, no, so it's not called Twitter anymore. Or is no, it's just like X in front of it, like Kingdom no, Hearts. No, it's like, it's no, no, silent no, X. no, 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 no. <laughs> it's it's uh, no, Twitter is now officially X, but you can still go to it at twitter.com. Oh, that's confusing. Yeah, yeah, whatever. It's it uh, on, cool. on Twitter, you can go to both of those. Yeah, yeah, um. But yeah, so and th- thanks for listening to us. I, I know y'all can go to a bunch of different things, but I hope it's been fun. Sounds like you're you're getting that stuff at least it's helping your gut, like probiotics. Yeah, we hope that you can be that we can be your probiotic. <laughs> probiotic. <laughs> it's been fun, guys. Until next time, peace out, ballers. Hey, what's up, football peoples? It's Tony, your friendly neighborhood commissioner, and you've reached the end of another episode of the Commish Podcast. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it, getting your weekly dose of fantasy football goodness, stats, rankings, and whatever else is going on in the football world. If you did enjoy it, please consider supporting us for only a dollar a week at patreon.com slash the commish podcast. It'd be a great help, and any patrons that we get will get a shout out here on the commish podcast. Once again, thanks for listening.